Hey, it's JD with the Restaurant Grind. Today we have Max Lahan, owner of Max's Neighborhood Sports Bar in downtown Memphis. It's been open since 2007. Let's learn a little bit about his story. You're listening to the Restaurant Grind, the podcast of small business restaurant tours. 23 years old, you started Max's, or I think I saw something about a Calhoun's. Is there a story there? Yeah, so we opened up as Calhoun's, mm-hmm. and it was um, that was the original name of G.E. Patterson. Oh, cool. was Calhoun, so we just named it after the street. There's a, another restaurant in Knoxville, mm-hmm. a chain, and they had the uh, trademark two Calhouns. Yeah. And um, being 23, I thought you could just get away with anything. You know, <laughs> the, the, sure. the whole, the whole uh, you know, ask for forgiveness mentality. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we went ahead and named it Calhouns anyways. And, <laughs> and after about three months, they found us. <laughs> and uh, the cease and desist letter started. And and uh, so we just we just changed it to Max's. Mm-hmm. Um, we just didn't want anybody to, to think that any, any of the ownership was moving out or anything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I didn't really want my name on it. One of my, one of my favorite things is... Uh, being anonymous in the bar because you know when people say oh you're max well they're not going to tell you what they, they, really they really think you know and i, I want to hear the the criticisms the negatives how to improve um which that became kind of a challenge once everybody knew once they're, oh well, you're the max, you're max. Like, ah. you know but yeah it still still worked out pretty good what led you to start max's and your journey to above restaurant tour it's somewhat accidental uh <laughs> very unconventional. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was over in uh, Fayetteville, mm-hmm. Arkansas, I graduated from the U of A, and I was living over there as working for uh, FedEx. Mm-hmm. So um, I actually quit FedEx and moved to Memphis to open up Max's. So I did that, you know, backwards from what most people do, right? <laughs> yeah. um, in college, I was I always worked in logistics. Mm-hmm. There was a stint there at the end of college where I worked, I don't know, a few months waiting tables. Mm-hmm. So I had I was green as, as green can be. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, what brought me over here was my sister. She owned like a purse and jewelry shop, makeup, floral, you know, just like a, a gift shop. Um, and it was just a few doors down from where we are right now. Mm-hmm. You know, this was this was back in 07. So uh, the economy was booming. Yeah. Everything was great. It was, uh, you know, the beginning of 07, the good times. <laughs> um, looking back on it, not the best time to start a business, but hey, we had cheap beer, so it yeah. worked out. I come over, uh, my partner, Brad Ziemba, um, still my partner. He worked in finance, and uh, you know he didn't have time to deal with or anything. But um, you know that that was back. You know the the neighborhood bar down there had burnt down. And, oh yeah, was that Blue Monkey? The Blue Monkey. That's yeah. right. That's right. And um, they took quite a while to reopen it, so everybody was was itching for for a bar and and um, you know every it was 07. Like I said, I mean, mm-hmm. condos going up everywhere. You know that came to a screeching halt. But at the time, it was the next. That was the next big place. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sports bars, you know, that was back when TVs were expensive. People didn't have three sitting in their house. <laughs> you know, sports bars were yeah. a big thing. So neighborhood bar, sports bar, it just seemed to fit in that area. Um, so, you know, run the numbers, you know, talk to Brad, just kind of put our vision down on paper and, and, and you know, just took the leap and went over there and, and opened up. Yeah, and it's not what it is now. Back then it was tiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've added on to the back. We've We've you know, done some things to maximize the space. To, that's right. That's right. You know, back then we opened up and I mean, we had chips, you know, <laughs> we, we didn't have much for food. We had beer only. So, you know, it was, it was financially, it was, it was easier to start up when you're 23, you know, and, and things were cheaper back then, yeah, obviously. Much. So, you know, trying to do that right now, that, I mean, there's just no way I could do it. So, yeah. you know, I was kind of in the 
in the right place at the right time for that to happen. Banks were still just giving out money for nothing. <laughs> um, and to be next to um, a little place called the Arcade downtown is pretty nice. Yeah, <laughs> so, they bring in a, a few people. Yeah, yeah, yeah get absolutely. your brand out there. And I know they're more touristy, but, yeah, you talked about that neighborhood feel and that neighborhood bar. That's what it seems like it is. Like, it seems like it is nothing but regulars. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'd say, you know, if I had to put a number on it, 90, 95% of the people walk there. Mm-hmm. You know, they live around the corner. They're, they're family. Uh, you know, everybody knows everybody. I hate to call it the cheers, cheers but, but, it, yeah. but that's what it is. Uh-huh. You yeah, know, it's, it's, it's an extension of everybody's living room. That's cool. So um, how long has it been now since 2007? Mm-hmm. Uh, 23? Yep. New, yeah, New Year's Eve. That was uh, our 16-year. 16-year. Yeah. anniversary mm-hmm. so what has changed the mindset going through 2008 crisis going through covid like what has been your biggest shift in the restaurant when we opened up in 07 it looked like things were were just gonna go mm-hmm. and then things went the opposite way <laughs> um and so it was it was slim mm-hmm. there for for the first three or four years i was young i was green didn't really you know we kind of we opened up on about a tight of budgets as you can get oh, which uh I would advise against for, for anybody looking to get into the business, uh, yeah. listening to this right now. Um, yeah, if you don't have the initial capital, you don't have that operating capital that last you four, five, six months. Yeah. Just don't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just going to be throwing good money after bad. Because things just pop up that you have nothing, like, no forbearance about. And, like, you're mm-hmm. not even sure that you need to happen. And they're like, oh, this is going to cost this to do that. And right. having right. that working capital for a couple months is huge. Mm-hmm. When we opened up, that was um, the Tigers mm-hmm. when they went to the championship game. Oh, nice. If they wouldn't have had that run, I don't know if we would have made it mm-hmm. past – yeah, you know, three months, six months, you know, we were doing okay business, mm-hmm. but uh, we just didn't, we didn't forecast very well on that one. So Memphis um, Tigers so, are definitely your number two uh, college. I'd say so. Yeah, 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 <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, you know, we, we got lucky a lot along the way. And, uh, you know, you learn from that and try not to put yourself in that position again. Correct. Um, I mean, I think that's just life in general, not mm-hmm. just business. But, you know, other than that, we've been... Yeah, we've always had great employees. Mm-hmm. Always had great employees. We have very low turnover, and we're a very small staff, mm-hmm. which that can be good and bad. It's good in the sense that you know everybody, everybody knows everybody, and everybody's trying to help each other out. Um, it's tough in the sense that it's 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 hard to fill those gaps when you know when, when yeah when you when you have three full timers and 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 three part timers or you know and, mm-hmm. and kind of varies a little bit throughout the year, but uh, you know can weigh on on the rest of the staff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But that turns into building that culture you said like mm-hmm. it is a family and it's a neighborhood so everybody when you're working with them if they have to take that time off for kids for family and they can't work and you understanding that instead of just having that three strike system and kicking them out the door that's what imagine really builds that culture and keeps the people where you don't have that high turnover mm-hmm. in other restaurants and bars yeah absolutely absolutely everybody you know wants to help each other out mm-hmm. and uh yeah so we we've we've definitely been been you know very blessed with that um you know even through covid yeah i kept my entire staff i mean it's a small staff right yeah. but uh you know i was That's able huge. to keep my staff through covid even um you know when they shut down all the limited liability we were in that group mm-hmm. um so we, we even even through that you know to, my, both of my managers are still there been through there you know eight years now wow nine years um 
so it's 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 kind of nice and uh you know like they say it's just you know you you rely on your staff you know it makes my job easy mm-hmm. um you know looking back in the beginning of it and just all the stress and the long nights and the long weeks <laughs> and everything and now it's just kind of I don't want to micromanage you. Mm-hmm. You know what to do. You do it. You need any help? Call me. I'll be Johnny on the spot. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's kind of it's it's fun to see that that growth. The couple times I've been there, I've always loved the uh, crawfish bowls that y'all do. How did that start? We we had a regular that came in there. He's from from uh, Homa, I believe, okay. uh, and um, so he just said, "Hey." Let's do a crawfish boil one day. <laughs> we weren't even thinking about monetizing it, really. It was mm-hmm. just, all right, well, I mean, it's, we don't have anything going on <laughs> next weekend. Let's, you know, we have a big courtyard in the yeah. back. We said, I don't know, just bring your, bring your pot, bring your stuff, grab a sack, and let's, <laughs> you know, let's fire it up. So we did it, and everybody just lost their mind. Oh, my God, this is so good. And they're like, when are y'all going to do it again? I was like, I feel like I got to pay you now. <laughs> and uh, so he came back. He did it a couple more times. And, um, and then we let it. You know, we didn't do it for a while. It was just kind of something fun to mm-hmm. fun to do. Again, I wasn't really thinking of a of it in the term of you know Being making something. money or yeah. you know. And then um, you know, hooked up with one of my good friends, uh, Glaze Hardage. Okay, he does Glaze's crawfish. He cooks for a few places around the city, and uh, you know, he's been cooking for us for I don't know, it's probably five years or so now. Okay, and uh, just absolutely knocks it out of the park. Yeah, um, you know, does a great job with it. And uh, so he'll come over and, and cater it mm-hmm. and, and uh, do that. And, and uh, we try to do it earlier than, than most other restaurants. In the uh, season starting. In the, right, right. So most places in, the, in, in Memphis won't be able to do it till you know, I say March or so. And we'll try to do it if the season's right, mm-hmm. you know, even starting as, as early as January. And uh, we like to say that's just kind of the time when – you know you've made it through the Memphis winter. Spring is right around the corner, and you know even there's a little chill in the air when we're doing it. Mm-hmm. You know that that spicy smell of crawfish in the courtyard. It uh, kind of get gets everybody in the neighborhood geared up for, That's right. for warmer weather. But right now, anything else top of mind for the past year getting out of COVID? You know, just just costs in general. Just the inflation of. Everything. I mean, it's just everything. You know, most people they they think about a, a restaurant, and and the only inputs they think of are. are you know, cost of goods, mm-hmm. but I mean, insurance, mm-hmm. and, you know, especially for, you know, liquor liability in a, in a place like mine that sells more liquor than food. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. They, uh, they wanted up. their share of fat on that oh, one. Wow. Yeah. So it's, um, that's expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just, just all the overhead costs just raise so much and you try to, you know, we've always prided ourselves on being one of the lower, yeah, lower, the neighborhood bar. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're not trying to charge bill street prices mm-hmm. or hotel prices. We, you know, we want you to come out and hang out with us three, four times a week. Correct. Can't do that. If I'm, if I'm selling you a $6 beer yeah. and uh, so we try to keep those costs low, but you got, I mean, we also yeah, have to so. keep the doors open. <laughs> right? If you so, want to keep coming. Yeah. Yeah. So we, that was tough balancing everything out. Luckily things have started to, to kind Good. of come back down a little mm-hmm. bit. So we're kind of seeing our margin get back to to something more sustainable. Uh, so that's been that's been nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say overall, you know, I, I feel like we're mostly out of the woods. I always feel like I see a big influx in the seasonality in downtown. The winter times, of course, is really struggling. And then spring, everything's flourishing, everything's coming, and then summer. But is that kind of the same with you, but with the neighborhood and then Grizzlies? Like, how do you see tourists in downtown? There seems like it's back to 2007, more buildings going up, more things going on. Like, how do you feel about the downtown area right now? Yeah, it's uh, it's booming for sure. Yeah. Um, the crime has ticked up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily in South Maine, 
It's yeah, we've we've seen our share of it, but it's not quite what it is in the core, you know, other places downtown. I feel like we're a little bit more insulated, mm-hmm. just kind of off the beaten path a little yeah. bit down there, which is nice. But as far as you know, we, we don't we don't get a whole lot of tourists down there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we don't do a ton of advertising. We're mm-hmm. just kind of more of an organic growth. Yeah, um, which which is nice because you 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 get to grow with the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not pushing anything. You're not trying to be trendy or, or anything like that. It's just you you know you, you just grow with the the influx of of the residents that come in and mm-hmm. kind of cater towards whatever they're they're feeling at the time. Yeah, even if you're pushing that marketing, they're, the new people are gonna come on the busy times that you're already packed anyway. So <laughs> that would that's be exactly hard. right. Yeah, so that's a good and bad problem to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's always nice when people come in like, oh man, there's no seats to turn around and leave. You know? <laughs> Again, it's one of those times you wish you had a bigger spot. But. Yeah, keeps the regulars happy and everything like that. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by the Memphis Restaurant Association, the Mid-South's key advocate for restaurant owners, managers, and employees alike, promoting the best dining experiences Memphis has to offer. Business owners, do you have a clear picture of where all your money is? Are your taxes getting taken care of on time? Clarity and consistency are key when it comes to getting the most out of your books. With detailed monthly financials and ongoing advisory services, Patrick Accounting is here to help you make more money and keep more of it. Learn more at patrickaccounting.com. So from University of Arkansas to here, I think I saw where you said entrepreneurism was the first thing you thought and you didn't think you'd be in a restaurant. Are there any other plans for anything else or do you do uh, any other businesses? I help out a little bit with my wife. She's got a um, crowd contour of Germantown. Mm-hmm. Um, she opened that up a couple years ago. So um, I'm involved a little bit more in the, the, the back of that one. Yeah. She's, uh, she definitely does the majority of it. But, uh, um, yeah, I'll try to help out with that a little bit. Yeah, I've, I've tried my hand at, at a few other businesses, and some of them are okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them not so much. You know, I've done that everything can... from from pacifier manufacturing company. Really? To, oh, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, ran, randomness uh, <laughs> for sure. That's something I definitely need. I have a seven-month-old now, so <laughs> oh, you, you understand? Yeah, yeah. yeah baby products. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. As far as restaurant, though, mm-hmm. um, like I said, it's something I never saw myself getting into. And, and I feel like the success of Max's is more reliant on the location, mm-hmm. our regulars, the South Main area, than necessarily what I've done. Um, I feel like I've just been able to kind of look over it mm-hmm. and just kind of, you know, let 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 the neighborhood yeah. guide where it goes. So, yeah, I get, I got it. Who knows how many times I get, oh, you need to put one of these in Midtown or <laughs> you need to put one in, in, in Collierville or whatever. And, and I just think it, would, it, it wouldn't work. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, I don't feel like there's really anything specific that we do other than just have Being, a good time with the neighborhood, yeah. you know, and, and, and it's just, it's, it's that area is just such a, a specific place mm-hmm. um you know the shotgun bar and the and the people walking and 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 you know just everybody just neighbors mm-hmm. neighbors coming together it's just there's it'd be hard to to replicate that anywhere else i've ever been i think and that's what makes it special so uh max it was great learning more about the neighborhood bar that you have uh we really appreciate you being on the podcast thank you very much had a blast jd all right we hope you enjoyed this episode of the restaurant grind 
If you did, please hit that subscribe button and leave us a rating on your podcast player. Doing so helps our stories inspire more people in their restaurant grind journeys. We'll see you next week.